Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special bonus episode of Wattcast, a Wheel of Time book and watch club. This episode goes out as a thank you to our our Patreons. Wow, this is a hard sentence to say. This sentence goes out as a thank you to our Patreon patrons in the Tar Valen support tier or higher. If you are not a patron and you're listening to the preview of this episode, you can hear the whole thing by subscribing to our Patreon at $5 or more. For the price of a Starbucks latte, you'll receive access to this and a regular stream of bonus episodes, like our recent conversations about Dune, and you'll also receive our sincere gratitude for helping us do this. As you might know if you're a regular listener, we're taking a few weeks break between books one and two of The Wheel of Time. So today we're not talking about The Wheel of Time. Season one of the show is over, uh, and we're going to be talking instead about another popular high fantasy series that also recently received a TV adaptation. That is The Witcher, whose second season just wrapped up on Netflix. I'm Caleb Wimble, joined today by my co-host, Keely Frank. Hello. And special guest, Jerry Barney. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Jerry. It's uh, it's awesome to have you here today as a close friend of the show. Why don't you kick us off by telling us about your relationship with The Witcher? How did you come to the franchise? It's, the, it's a Netflix show, your first experience with Witcher media, all, the, all that wonderful history stuff. Sure. So my experience with The Witcher goes uh, way back to the release of The Witcher 2 video game. I don't remember when that mm-hmm. was. My first exposure to the game. And, uh, you know, since then, I've been a, a big fan. I was a huge fan of the the third third entry to that series. And I enjoyed the third game so much that I uh, started books. I only read the first mm. two books, yeah, the short story book. And uh, yeah, so so by the time the first season came out, I was pretty, pretty well versed in the world of The Witcher. Wow, we are, we are really, really close on that. I think it's a really common Witcher experience for people outside Absolutely. of Pol- outside of Poland. Um, yeah, I, I, it was also the game's first for me. I tried the first one and bounced off it really hard it's rough. initially. Yeah, so it was it was The Witcher 2 also on like Xbox 360, I, I think, that I kind of picked up on a whim, like wanting something to play and it had really good reviews. And then same thing, got really into it, caught up with also the first two books. So we've both read like the short story collections mm-hmm. uh, and didn't really get into the novel series yet. Um, so that's The, the Last Wish and Sword of Sword Destiny. Destiny. Sword yeah, Destiny. a lot of witch adventures, they show up in the first two seasons of the show on Netflix in some form or another. Yeah, it seems as though that the first season kind of took mostly from the first book, but also plenty of some of the, some of the stories from the, the second. Uh, yeah, and then the second season. Well, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a whole whole other animal. Uh, what, what about you, Keely? Did you come in first with the show? No. Um. So I actually have watched Jerry play all of the Witcher mm. games that he's played. <laughs> um. And then once the show came out and we watched the show, I really liked it. So then I read The Last Wish. I have not started sort of uh, destiny yet, but I hope to get to it soon. Okay, great. So we're, we're all in pretty similar footing there. And um, I guess uh, th- just as a brief history, very, very brief history uh, for what the series is, uh, The Witcher started in 1986 as a series of stories written by Polish author uh, Andrzej Sapkowski. These stories were, pro- they proved wildly popular enough to be translated and published throughout the English-speaking world and adapted as these even more popular video game series, which are for all three of us then the, the way that we were mm-hmm. exposed to, the- to that. There have been uh, multiple Polish film and TV adaptations of the stories, uh, but the Netflix show is, as far as I know, the first one shot in English, starring Superman's Henry Cavill as Geralt, the titular Witcher. Um, so maybe that's a good place to start if Jerry, if you want to tell those unfamiliar 
what a Witcher is uh, to begin with? Sure. So to talk about the Witcher, we first need to examine the world, the Witcher. <laughs> no, um, so so basically, it's the, true. But, yeah, uh... no, you you really do because the the whole you know necessity of having Witchers, uh, you know, it's necess- necessitated by the fact that there are monsters. Monsters came by came came about in this world because a uh, very long time ago. I'm not actually sure if they establish a hard timeline in a Tolkien Tolkien type way, uh, but but many many years ago, eons ago, the world was really only inhabited by elves. And there was mm-hmm. a, you know, some would say catastrophic, but certainly transformative magical moment called the conjunction of the spheres, where these spheres of existence all kind of collided. Mm-hmm. And humans and I, I believe dwarves and monsters flooded the world that at one point was really only inhabited by elves. And that kind of created two primary conflicts, one being monsters and non-monsters, mm-hmm. the other being humans and elves. I, again, only read the first two books. I don't know if there's a lot of conflict between elves elves and like really any other race that kind of comes into being around the time of the uh, the conjunction of the spheres but you know one of the two primary conflicts is the conflict between human and elves examine yeah. that a bit we examine that a lot more in the second season of the series than the first season and uh, the the first like actual novel in the books the blood of the elves blood of elves mm-hmm. um i believe he examines that conflict other conflict between monsters and non monsters uh is really what gave rise to the idea of witchers witchers are effectively monster hunters for hire they are genetically modified through this process of uh, taking taking children exposing mm-hmm. them to these mutagens and and very very rigorous and often deadly training to transform them into what are essentially super soldiers they essentially inject them with the super soldier mm-hmm. serum and you know they become this heightened senses uh, you know, uh, heightened strength, heightened stamina, et cetera, et cetera. They are somewhat more tolerant of these potions that you can imbibe to increase strength and stamina and all that kind of stuff. They also have access to uh, very rudimentary magic that they can use, mm-hmm. almost like battle spells they call sign. Uh, but but in, you know, in a few words, a witcher is a mercenary monster hunter super. And that's kind of where a lot of their strength comes from, right? Is their is their knowledge above everything else the, the, of how to how to deal with monsters and knowing their behavior, their habitats. I feel like so so much of the games are mm-hmm. the quests are dedicated to that sort of mystery and, and the stories too. This like you know that that monster of the week mystery of what is going yep. on here. There there's we've got these signs and these tracks and and everybody thinks it's one thing usually, and the Witcher knows it's another mm-hmm. or suspect mm-hmm. suspects it's another or that there's something deeper because going of the on. because of the claw yeah, marks yeah. <laughs> and the goat or, or the mm-hmm. way that you know the, the rubbing smell or something it's it's all very sensory in the books and and, and in the games at least yeah there's there they're heavily uh influenced by the investigatory mm-hmm. nature of the witch and critical to what you were saying about this central conflict between human and monsters and the extent to which these stories are about that a lot of people also think of witchers as monstrous because they are something halfway between right they're hu- they're right. humans that have been mutated with monstrous qualities and and you know sometimes it gets exaggerated and and their and their inhuman traits get wildly exaggerated by a lot of people don't know them people are afraid of them they're kind they're kind of dangerous deadly vagrants in mm-hmm. in, in a way um, when they're not at their home base 
for the winter. So there's a lot of prejudice, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of emphasis on these books of uh, and the show. I would say uh, of of others of different kind. Like you talked about, you know, hu- humans and humans and elves, humans and monsters, humans and witchers, humans and witches. Uh, uh, we also Ooh, right. we have we have witches, witch hunters, and witchers, all of which get confused <laughs> even even in the story. Right. Uh, so maybe uh, let's before we before we really get into the nitty gritty of the show and what and what happens in it, which I think will be the the crux of our discussion. Akili, do you want to do you want to tell us uh, like what what you what attracts you to uh, to The Witcher, or what do you, what do you like best about it and, and about the show in particular? Like what's drawn you in these two seasons so far? Henry Cavill. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Great like, other, I was like, other well, than Henry oh, Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So primarily Henry Cavill, um, but also the monsters i grew mm. up watching monster movies like my dad was huge into the godzilla versus mothra kind of crap nice. and so any kind of monster movie or monster show is gonna draw me in um anything kind of fantasy like that so um yeah that's definitely what drew me in also like the the fact that it's a fantasy but like kind of creepy like you know mm-hmm. when when they drink the yeah, little totally. potiony things their eyes turn all black and fucked up and um so anything that's kind of reminds me of like horror but also you know monster movies and that kind of stuff is it's always going to win with me yeah, some, yeah of the, a, some of those monsters are genuinely like scary you know oh yeah like creepy. the, the really monster good. designed for oh, yeah. season one well even season two like the monster design yeah. is fucking immaculate yeah really I, I would say some of my favorite episodes too like in season one the which is actually the first witcher story ever written i believe the striga episode mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the the, pr- the cursed princess mm-hmm. in the castle that is i mean that's basically a short horror film right like m- almost m- with with horror action elements like it goes from being straight up normal horror to being kind of like the resident evil movies horror where you have like a, an enormous badass trying to survive and fight again and and not in that case not kill maybe that's actually that's an interesting thing about Geralt right as a witcher how frequently he does not want to kill the things that he is hired to kill yeah uh, or or find some other way around or is constantly pushing up against the notion that things that humans designate monsters often it's the humans who are more at fault or the cause of yep the problems these core themes it's a really really interesting lens to talk about you know the inherent flaws of man's humanity to man and all that but uh yeah plenty and plenty of themes throughout all of the adaptations of the witcher of what does it really mean to be human and what does it really mean to be monster are all monsters always dress and, mm-hmm. and humans it's really interesting and i want to echo what Keely mentioned about being drawn to the the series initially because of the those monsters and i think that like just how off the beaten path at least as like you know american westernized viewers you know we're used to your werewolves and your your vampires and stuff like that Mm. but my first experience with the witcher was like oh here's like here's you know he's he's doing battle with like um you know a a brownie or something and it's like Mm -hmm. what is that i've never never heard of this or a a kikimora a kikimora yeah yeah. like (laughs) i've never heard of any of these and it was it felt like such a like a a rich um you know folklore to to pull Mm -hmm. monsters from that's that's really yeah and you get like that mix of of these ones that are sometimes kind of straight up the version of the monster we're familiar with like you mentioned werewolves there i think there we don't get a lot of them in the witcher but they're pretty much werewolves as we know them Mm -hmm. and there are like dracula-esque vampires yep but 
there's so many other kinds of vampires yeah. and, and, yeah, even, and they all even have the, these, yeah even yeah, the idea yeah. of like a vampire is kind of a, a a rich thing where there's like you know higher and lower vampires and then thralls and stuff it's pretty cool because because normally you know if you follow one series about vampires you get the richness richness of vampires but it's really just like that's the one monster but in the yeah. witcher it's just like you no know, no that's just one of the very 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 many monsters that came through during the conjunction spheres thing Hi listeners, Caleb here, just letting you know you have reached the end of our free preview and teaser for this full Witcher bonus ode episode. If you would like to hear the rest of our Witcher bonus ode, a really fun discussion as we get into the books, the series, the games, Netflix's season two of the TV show, you can gain access to it in full by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Wattcast. If you subscribe at the $5 Tar Valentier or higher, you will instantly get access to the full bonus episode along with several other bonus episodes, including uh, two wonderful discussions on Dune, the books, the movies, and you will continue to get access to new bonus episodes in the future. So thank you for listening. We hope you subscribe and hear the rest of the conversation. And for those of you who have already done so, thank you so much, our patrons. And you can, of course, hear the episode over on your private Patreon podcast feed. Farewell, everyone.